This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today, uh, you know, really slow news day, nothing really to talk about. Oh, just except for the uh, first former president to ever be indicted. We've got a lot to cover and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. And of course, today, unless you're living under a rock, you know that former President Donald Trump uh, arrived at the Manhattan courthouse where he was formally charged, fingerprinted and appeared in court before Judge Juan Manuel Merchant, where he pleaded not guilty to all 34 charges of falsifying business records. Now, this comes, of course, after the FEC and federal prosecutors looked at all of these potential charges, looked at this, you know, the claims of hush money uh, against Stormy Daniels and Michael Cohen, of course, admitted liar uh, and perjurer Michael Cohen's account. And they decided there was nothing to charge him with. Uh, Alvin Bragg decided to come in and save the day over in New York City. Um, And we've got a lot to get into. Into, so I just kind of want to get into it. I want to welcome to the program here in studio. We've got Chad Prather, host of the Chad Prather Show, and uh, his first time on the program, Blake Cresses, host of the KGB Show. He is, of course, the B in KGB. We're happy to have you, Blake. Um, but we've also got here joining us Ken Paxton, my favorite, the Attorney General of Texas, and I would say Ken. The, the greatest one we've ever had. So I appreciate you coming on the show um, to Look, you're smarter than all of us. This is obviously your territory. So so I want you, we've got this here. I don't know if you've had a chance to look at it. I don't really think you need to view this to know what it says because it's a whole bunch of repetitive, you know, nonsense. Uh, 34 counts, they list them all, falsifying business records in the first degree in violation of penal law 175.10. And they've got literally every, you know, invoice from Michael Cohen dated February 14th, 2017, marked as a record of the Donald J. Trump revocable trust and kept and maintained by the Trump organization. They've got voucher number 842457, voucher number 842460. I mean, they're literally just going through every single ticky tacky thing that they can to throw at him. What are your thoughts on all of this nonsense and how all of this has transpired? Well, first of all, let's put it in perspective. This has never happened in the history of our country. So we're talking about uncharted territory, going after a president for something like this, uh, especially when we look at the, 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 the other history we have, where you have other political officials who have been at least noticed for doing other things like potential treason and working with the Chinese, obviously Hunter Biden story. And, and none of that's ever been charged. And yet here we are looking at these little ticky tacky things, as you say. And it looks very political, especially from a man who said when he was running that he would find a way to do this to President Trump. And so it really perverts the criminal justice system. It, 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 it takes credibility away from it. And it's, it's a sacrosanct part of our process that people are supposed to be given fair justice and that, that the criminal justice system is supposed to be impartial. And this looks nothing like an impartial uh, prosecution. 
Yeah, so, um, at, of course, as of the time of this taping, we tape it a little bit before showtime here, but we have not seen whether or not there was going to be a gag order placed on Trump. But just the talk of it, just the talk that the DA's office did want to impose that gag order on uh, President Trump, is that... Is, I'm, again, you're the smart one, okay, but I feel like this seems a little unconstitutional. What, what say you? No, I, I'm offended by it. I went through this. I, I had a gag order put on me, and it's, it's incredibly frustrating. I think a violation of First Amendment rights. If you're a political candidate, you're running for office, the very thing they want to do is shut you up. They, don't want, they want to make sure you don't get to tell your side of the story. The media gets to hit you. Every, your opponents get to hit you. And the judge has said, uh, you can't talk about it. That is not right. That's not that does not follow in line with what our founders believed was super important to this country, which was the idea that you could express your political views. And it looks like they're trying to shut President Trump down so they can't even defend themselves. So here you are putting him in a terrible situation and a costly situation, both you know economically and personally, his reputation. And yet now, oh, you can't talk about it either. That's absolutely wrong. Yeah. Um, so. I know enough to know that the uh, misdemeanor was, what is it, a two-year statute of limitations. The felony should be a five-year statute of limitations. Of course, personally, I think it's a a stretch to jump it to the felony charge to begin with. But I don't understand how, how were they even allowed to go this far when we're obviously past the statute of limitations, even for the felony. Yeah. And I don't know how it works exactly in New York. I went through the very same thing. We we had the same exact issue long since the uh, statute of limitations has passed. And yet the problem is they can still bring the charge against you in Texas and you you can't do anything about it until down the road. So you're you're indicted. But then you have to go deal with the problem of the statute of limitations after the fact. That also, to me, doesn't seem right. And it seems like states ought to fix that. You ought to be able to get out of it up front before an indictment ever occurs purely based on the fact that the statute of limitations have run. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, so what are the chances, do you think, I know this is completely impossible to predict, but, you know, you look at this case, I, I'm getting from you that you agree with basically every other sane person in America that this is a completely weak case. Um, what are the chances, because I, I feel like obviously you would uh, motion to dismiss the case, but... I also don't know what kind of, you know, liberal, radical judge this uh, this particular judge is. I know Trump is not fond of him. I know enough from reading his Truth Social post to know that Trump is not fond of him anyway. So or doesn't think that he is fond of Trump. So what is the likelihood, do you think, that they, they blow this up? They get all of the optics. They push it all here and then it just gets dismissed. So, I mean, it's difficult because they, of course, bring this in a place where it's advantageous to the prosecutor and disadvantageous to the uh, the defendant, the, the president. And this is, again, something I dealt with. You, I had a judge rule against me 15, 20 times. We knew we never had a chance. And if he has an unfavorable judge, the judge may not care what the law is. He may personally just decide this guy deserves it. I'm not going to I'm not going to give him the benefit of, of the operation of law. And that happens every day in our criminal justice system where judges make up their own mind and they don't follow the law. And then the, the person who then is convicted and he, he's obviously, if there's a jury, it's probably not going to be a very favorable place for him to have his trial. But then going forward, then he has to go through the whole appeal process, mm-hmm. and hopefully find a court somewhere that will actually follow the law. And that there's a real risk that we'll never get there in the state of New York. I don't know if that happens or not, 
but there's a real risk that he won't get a fair jury and he won't get a fair judge. Mm. General Chad Prather, it's great to see and hear you. Um, you know, I, listen, we've held on to certain strands of society that have held us together as a nation, our education system, our media, and the courts. And, and we've lost the media. We've lost the education system. It, and it seems now we're, we've held on by a fine thread with the courts, but it looks like even our justice system is falling into a form of, of a pressured tyranny. And, and you've been attacked, as you've stated. This is happening in New York. How, how fast do we slip down this slope if they pursue this banana republic, crazy court system that they're doing in New York? If they, if they pursue this with Trump and actually get somewhere with it, if it gets some traction to it, who do they go after next? Can they go after others? Because the way I see it, I think people like you, especially, and all of us really are, are next on the docket. Mm-hmm. Look, they've demonstrated they're going after the president of the United States the first time in history. Before, in my state, they went after Senator Kay Bailey Hutchinson. She was indicted. They went after Tom DeLay. He was indicted. They went after uh, Rick Perry, our governor. He was indicted. They went after me. I was indicted. They did. This is the strategy. And they hope that they can destroy you. They hope that they can put you in a position where you spend all your resources and force you into some type of plea deal. Now, fortunately, the president has resources. But this is definitely a strategy that the left has adopted. Unless we start dealing with our criminal justice system, the way the grand jury reports, for instance, in Texas, it's all secret. You don't know what they've said about you. There's no documentation of it. There's no recording of it. So they can make up anything they want. If somehow you could find out what the truth was and you could show that they lied, once they get the indictment, the, there's no remedy for the for the person who was indicted. You can't get out of it. And second, the person who did it to you, the prosecutor, if they lied, there's no there's no consequence to them in Texas. And so the laws in our, our country need to be changed to start protecting those who are innocent through the grand jury process because the left has figured out how to use it to destroy people's lives. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. And I want to um, I want to ask you one quick last question here. And then we I know you're busy, so we'll respect your time and let you go. But um, to that point that, that Chad was making here, I was reading a poll that just came out today that it shows that 76% of people polled in America said that politics played some part in this indictment, in this Trump indictment. 76%, okay? But 60% still approved of the indictment, which really leads me to believe that they, they know it, they just don't care because we've become so tribal that Americans are like, yeah, I mean, it is politics, but good, screw them, arrest them, throw the book at them. Um, and so I want to get your thoughts on that. No, I'm really concerned about this because if we really are going to go down that path, we're not going to be a free country. It's Anybody can be taken to court. They can lie about you. They can make up anything. There's Obviously, we have thousands of laws, thousands of regulations. No one can know them all. Anybody that's in business, anybody that follows a tax return, they can find a way to say that you committed a crime and they can get some grand jury under a probable cause standard to, to accept what the D district attorney is saying, especially when they can keep going back as many times as they want to, which a lot of times they can and go back five, six, seven, eight times and find somebody that will say, yeah, you committed a crime. The fact that people don't care about it means that they haven't had to deal with it. The reality is, if this can happen to President Trump, if it can happen to our leaders, it can happen to anybody. and We are not a safe country to operate in. That's that is a, a scary place for our country to be. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, uh, I got to tell you, General uh, Chad, 
He's a big fan of yours. Blake here, he's a big fan of yours. Yes. I just would like to be clear, I am your biggest fan. So I appreciate you joining <laughs> us. Please please come back soon. Thank you. We'll give her really that one. We'll, ar- we'll arm <laughs> wrestle over it. Okay, yeah. all right, fine. All right, we'll let you go, General. Um, okay, we got to take a, a quick break. Uh, we will be back with more. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. So, um, look, when you are, I don't know, maybe Chad's age, you. That's messed up. When you're, when you're Chad's age, you just wake up and you just, I don't know, you feel pain. You're like, why, why did my, look, see, he's messing with his back right now. I'm messing hurts. with everything I got. <laughs> I didn't need that much information. Um, Maybe you have gotten in a car accident like I did. I got in a car accident a while back and it messed up my knee. It messed up my back. But um, what you need if you are one of the millions of Americans who are living in pain all the time, you need to try Relief Factor because what it does is it targets the inflammation in your body, which most people don't realize is the root cause of that pain. So you target the inflammation. It really can be life-changing. I've tried it. Uh, I believe Chad's tried it. Oh, yeah, I love it. Glenn was like... On his deathbed, I mean, not really, but I mean, he could barely get around before he started Relief Factor, and I know it has been life-changing for him as well. So you got to try it. It can completely change your life. The three-week quick start is only $19.95, and I think it's like 70% of people who uh, try it keep on ordering more because it's working. That is relieffactor.com to get that quick start, relieffactor.com. Hey, we appreciate all of you Blaze TV subscribers. We really, really do. Um, If you are, though, watching on YouTube, uh, we would like it if you would just, you know, we just like a gentle tapping here at the News and Why It Matters. Uh, Just gently tap that like button, subscribe to the channel, and comment. Let us know, what do you think about Trump's indictment? What do you think about what just happened today? Is this the end of our republic? Let us know what you think in the comments. And guess what? We do read them. And when I say we, I mean me. So don't say something to hurt my feelings is all I'm saying. Um, All right. So I want to get into this, guys. I want to get into uh, not just your thoughts on the indictment, but I want to get into the crazy scene outside the courtroom. Um, Let me let me show you first. Just let's just watch Donald Trump, former President Donald Trump, uh, after he was arraigned, walking into the courtroom this afternoon. Watch. It's very possible. Uh, we don't know how much the former president. Let's there watch. Is. Let's Go. just watch. President Trump, will you come speak to us, President Trump? Oh, that was Um, I believe we also have a picture of him inside the courtroom. Uh, Photographers were allowed in the courtroom, but video was not allowed. So here he is. And, you know, I know as much as the left likes to try to use this to, you know, think that this is, oh, he'll never get elected if we do this. I'm looking at that. Show that picture. Throw that back up. This is like, it makes me, I think, equal parts heartbroken for him and also just angry, like very angry that the left has gotten so arrogant that they have the nerve to do this to a former president over some bogus claim. Um, let me get your thoughts, gentlemen, uh, on the the indictment and arraignment itself. Uh, it's kangaroo court. Yeah. It's Banana Republic. If we go down this route, we're doomed. Yeah. Uh, as I said to the general earlier, uh, we have experienced all these tyrannies right in the last three years. They've seen what they can use against us. 
from federal government, state tyrannies, um, medical tyranny, corporate tyranny, judicial, educational, all these things. We're seeing the court now play this thing out. This is where it's going to get really, really dangerous for everybody, as, as Ken Paxton said, because they push this thing through and none of us are safe in regards to this. We've seen the meme going around with the picture of Trump saying it's, you know, they're not after me, they're after you. And ultimately that is. We, we've seen the labeling of the MAGA House Republicans and the Trump Republicans and the president himself is saying these things is passed down to his, wife, his press secretary. You're already being labeled. You're already being classified. So if they can carry this out here, then they're going to find a way to carry it out with all of us. This is this is about to be really, really bad. Yeah, I agree, Blake. I'll tell you one thing. I am standing back and standing by for President Trump, and go. my loyalty will never, ever be shaken. And I would like to think that this can only help him, right? I, I would like to think, but I don't want to fall into what I call the Great Awakening fallacy, which is something that I coined because you have all these QAnon boomers is what I'll call them, who have always said, they've said since 2016, that you know one day the left is going to go too far mm -hmm. and the country is going to wake up. They're going to have a great awakening and they're going to realize and they're going to start voting Republican. But it doesn't work out that way. It never works out that way. And I'm glad that you brought up that... Um, that poll from earlier, the poll that I saw on the Daily Wire was that 70% of independents are saying that this was a this is a po politically motivated hit job, right? Mm. Um, which is good. You would think that's good because, okay, well, we need the independents on our side. Obviously, those are the ones who swing an election one way or the other. Mm -hmm. But then you see the percentage of people who still want this to happen, the 60% who say, oh, well, this is okay. This indictment, this is a good thing. I want Trump to be indictment, indicted. I haven't even read the indictment. But, you know, he needs to go to jail. And I think either you or General Paxton brought up, you know, this is not what the founders wanted. Mm -hmm. And this is true, but the left doesn't see it that way. Basically, the left's view is, well, the founders aren't here. Mm -hmm. This is our country now. And it truly is. We've ceased every institution to the radical left. They've taken over, and they're allowing this to happen. And like you said, um, none of us are safe now. We saw what happened with Ricky Vaughn, right? That was his name, Ricky Vaughn, mm -hmm. uh, the memester, the, yeah. the meme yeah. lord from 2016 who is now going to prison, I believe, yeah. for posting a meme about Hillary Clinton. Yep. It's so true. I mean, we're all, we're all under attack. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because, um, and I'm going to kind of steal from a tweet that I saw our friend Steve Dace tweet out, but it, it's, it's so true that, you know, you may think, as you pointed out, you may think you read that poll and you go, wow, great, 70% of independents think this. Well, but is that enough to move the needle these days? Because we just went through a midterm where we have exposed so much radical ideology. They're trying to teach all white kids in public schools that they're racist. They're trying to groom your children. Uh, they are they are literally sexualizing your children. Like, they're doing all of these things that you would think, okay, that would be the line, right? Like, that's our line in the sand. We can't allow that to happen. Uh, we've got to do something else. And they still didn't do it. Yeah. So I don't mean to be like a black pill here, but it's like, if not that, and if not this, then what? And so I think that that just goes back to, Chad, your initial response, which was this is like this Kind of could be it if we don't get yeah. it in check real quick. Listen, let's, let's put it in perspective. I, I, I've been coming on this program for four and a half years. Wow. And I've been saying it from day one. Yeah. The house of cards built on like that is it, 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 they never stay standing. Mm -hmm. You keep building, keep stacking the cards, eventually they fall down. Especially if it's not on even ground or, you know, or there's a fault line underneath it. One little shake and boom, it's going to come falling down. We have touched some nerves 
those of us from the side of, of conservatism and I say common sense, we, we've touched some nerves. We've driven them crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've pushed them further. Uh, TDS the, is a real thing. To their progressive insanity. I mean, we, you know, I can see certain images on the screen that the viewers can't see right now. And I'm just looking at some of these people outside. Oh, we'll know, play that. Outside Trump Tower in New York City. And I'm like, OK, are you really propping yourself up as being an honorable um, contributor to normal society? You're not. You're not. We know you're insane. The problem is you, you're not coming back from where you are, so you're trying to normalize the insanity. You're trying to look at people like me in the face and say, this is the future. No, it's really not the future. Because I promise you, when it comes crumbling down, and I've said this on this show for years, when it comes crumbling down, it is going to be absolutely devastating for those who have adhered to a bad philosophy and ideology and to the point of religious fervor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep mocking the out of you and I'm going to keep making fun of you. I'm going to keep ridiculing you. I'm going to troll you, tag you. I'm going to keep calling you out and we're and, and you can hate me. You can come after me. You can try to cancel me. Shut me up. You can't because I'm not afraid of any beta soy boy cuck that sits in the corner of the hotel room while his wife gets railed out by some alpha. So I'm not worried about any of you little Riri's on Twitter that have something to say with the makeup on your face with a Bud Light can shoved up your rear end. I'm not worried about you. Look at me. Come for this and find out. That house of cards is coming down. So, so I want to just, I, I want to show, Chad, the people who you're talking to, yeah. okay, who you're saying, come for me, Riri's. I'd just like to show who these people are. Uh, Savannah Hernandez, friend of the program, uh, was outside the courthouse just kind of showing the scene. And she actually was on the pro-Trump side. You know, they separated the protesters by side. She was on the pro-Trump side, and uh, one of the other agitators, protesters, came over, and uh, this was what ensued. Watch. All right, guys, this is Savannah Hernandez on the Trump-supporting side of the Manhattan Criminal Court. And we have this woman right here. She is a Biden supporter who keeps coming and trying to instigate I'm so glad that they cut it off right there. You did. You do not want to see what we just had to see in the big monitor here before. <laughs> before so was she trying to be in white face? Was that the deal? That's what yeah. I was thinking. Yes. She was F white people and all this kind of stuff. Yes. And then all right, guys, there's one the part big- where she said like, uh, I'm, 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 I'm black. I'm an animal. <laughs> she's way too innocent looking to be she, doing you know, this. And she's a beast. I know. I know. She is, I know. A, she is a four foot beast. Don't let her fool you. <laughs> um, but, uh, so I want to play another clip here with, uh, they were arguing back and forth. Um, do we have the clip control room of the, the flag and the woman on the flag? So, okay, so let's let's play this exchange with this. So just to set this up, this is a flag. Those of you who are listening on audio podcast, it says Trump lies all the time. The problem is that these protesters who put that flag there put it on the pro-Trump side that police had indicated was the pro-Trump side and put it. I mean, it's taking up like a huge part of the sidewalk. Here's what happened next. MAGA hat wearing girl says you're on the wrong side, tries to take the flag. 
Look at these little fragile. Look at this guy. Is that a guy? I think we don't know these days, really do we? Yeah. Good for you. You're on the wrong side. She says. You're on the wrong side. You're on the wrong side. You're on the wrong side. On the wrong side. You should work on those roots. That's what the hat was for, Chad. Look at all those reporters there. Look at all those I know. I know. She's going to get. They're gonna try and dox her real bad. Probably. Yeah. Well, I I loved that there was one part where she says, uh, I'm from New York, B. You're on the wrong <laughs> side. It's <laughs> like, I'm not taking any of this. Um, so not a lot of sanity on either side of the street, I'm thinking today. It's just not. Well, I wanna okay, so as we're we're talking about this, let me to your point, I hear you. I'd like to believe that we had a lot more sanity than the other side. Well, nobody's dressed up like, you know, the village idiot there running around in white face and showing her crack <laughs> of her rear end. Yeah, I can't believe that that's like allowed on YouTube, quite frankly. Yeah. Well, maybe it's not. A lot of going on. Yeah, maybe it's not. Maybe we're about to find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. So, okay, so let, let me do this. I know we got to go to break. I have a couple more clips that I want to play um, just to show how rowdy it really was out there. But, um, but we first want to tell you, guys, if you missed yesterday, you didn't hear us talk about Nefarious, um, you guys have got to go see it. Chad and I were lucky enough to already have viewed it, um, but we're going again tonight to the special premiere um, because it's amazing. It's an amazing movie. You got to see it. It's from the same people that gave you God is Not Dead and Unplanned. This blows those out of the water. It is in theaters April 14th. Um, it's there. They say that it's, I mean, Chad, does it watch like a horror film? Listen, remember when Cast Away, when there was 46 minutes of no dialogue and you were glued to the movie? This, this movie is two actors, uh, Sean Patrick Flannery, Jordan Belfi. They, they do a fantastic job of having this conversation that you are just intrigued by. So it's the opposite. You, yeah. Like people think, oh, something's going to jump out at me and no. scare me. It's not no. that. No. It's psychological. Mm -hmm. It gets in your head, but it's spiritual. It touches you. I mean, in your soul, it really does. It, it's, and I don't say that lightly because I went into the screening thinking, ah, eh. Yeah. I was changed walking out of there. Yeah, because people always go, well, the Christian movies, they're just, you know, they're all yeah. right. No, this is not. It is a Christian movie and it is a spiritual movie, but it's not one of those. It is an actual movie movie. You can invite yeah. your friends who maybe don't go to church. And then I think after they watch this movie, they're going to decide to go to church. Uh, so you need to make sure to mark the date. Get your tickets now. April 14th is the opening day, opening weekend. You can go to whoisnefarious.com. That is whoisnefarious.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. A couple other pieces uh, of this that I, I want to get to is um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who came out and led this peaceful protest. You know, you had Eric, Eric Adams, New York City mayor, come out there and say, well, I'm, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene needs to be careful. She's going to incite violence with her mean, scary words and stuff. And um, so she came out. Peaceful protest, of course. 
Uh, but that didn't stop the left from agitating her. I want to show you guys the scene of her trying to leave. Um, she's almost So you hear those little, you hear those little whistles. Uh, yeah, that was because there was a, uh, we like to call him whistle boy, uh, a protester who was literally passing out whistles because they heard that MTG was going to be on the scene and they they needed to protect people from her big scary words, so they just blew whistles instead. Watch. Sir, can I ask what those are for? Um, so we hear that Marjorie Taylor Greene is coming to the city. Made um, Right here, so we brought some whistles to hand out to people to drown her out with some noise. Beta. Dog. Look at that guy. Dork, <laughs> dude. Look at that guy. Why do they always look like this? It's in the chicken. They don't eat chicken, they eat soy. They they've been, they've been, chicken, come on now. They've been milking soybean nipples. I mean, I, I don't know why. I, I mean. It's in the milk, it's in the, I don't know. They've. Taking away the testosterone. What, how, Weird. imagine a world in which you feel so threatened by speech that you have to hand out whistles to, to like, as if that's any better? That's so annoying. We just need to arm our people with bigger megaphones. I mean, John Doyle, he had the idea prop. He, he had the idea years ago. Just get the biggest megaphone that you can find. The whistles, the screaming, it doesn't matter at that point. That's You, you become true. the most powerful person in that vicinity when you have a nice megaphone. That is true. Awesome. In, invest in megaphones yes. is what Blake is saying. MTG makes me proud to be from Georgia, you know. She's really... Are you really from yeah, Georgia? Yeah, I'm from Atlanta. I'm not from her district, but... Okay. Uh, I'm from the, the bad part of Georgia, but still, she makes me proud for, to be from Georgia. She's she, awesome. She really is. She really is. I really, uh, we respect her. We've had her on the program. She's a friend of the program. Um, we really respect her. She's taking all the daggers, it feels like, uh, on our side. And when you're taking all the daggers, you must be doing something right. Real. Why yeah. are you looking at me? <laughs> I thought you might have some commentary. Everybody commentary in America show. loves me because I stay right in the middle. I'm just... Oh, right. Yeah, you don't know what that's like, taking am, the daggers. I am, me either. I'm like Joe Biden's freezer. I am vanilla with a little chocolate, chocolate, chocolate chip. <laughs> um, okay, so I want to play for you. Uh, this is all coming out again as of the time of this taping. This has been a wild day. Oh, by the way, the internet was down right before the show as well when we were trying to prepare, so that was fun. Um, but yeah, but... You know, you have uh, D.A. Alvin Bragg, who, as we've discussed numerous times, they're trying to elevate this misdemeanor to a felony. Mm -hmm. And the way that you elevate it to a felony is to tie it in. They say that they were falsifying these business records in, uh, in an attempt to aid or conceal some other crime. Mm. That's how you get it to the felony. And um, I want to play for you Alvin Bragg, who I guess speaks to what, crime they're trying to allege that was the second crime that happened that rises it, it makes it rise to a felony watch false statement why did donald trump repeatedly make these false statements the evidence will show that he did so to cover up crimes relating to the 2016 election <laughs> donald trump executives at the publishing company american media incorporated mr cohen and others agreed in 2015 to a catch and kill scheme. That is a scheme to buy and suppress negative information to help Mr. Trump's chance of winning the election. As part of this scheme, 
Donald Trump and others made three payments to people who claimed to have negative information about Mr. Trump. To make these payments, they set up shell companies. So, again. <laughs> it is Fat Alvin. <laughs> There, I just gave somebody a meme. Run with it. You sure did. <laughs> so uh, it's like, but if it was for a federal election that you're talking about, you're, he's, am I, I'm gathering that he's saying he worked to suppress, uh, you know, information yeah. to influence an election, all of these same BS, you know, things that they have said about him before when it was Russia, Russia, Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would be a federal crime. And again, the FEC and the, the DOJ and everyone involved in federal government, if they, if they had anything, if they had any shred of evidence to get him on something, they would have already done so. They tried on the same deal five years ago. Yeah. They, they've investigated the man's there. whole freaking life. He's got to be the most squeaky clean individual on the history of the planet. See, they've investigated him so much. See, we're supposed to come on here and make sense of all of this and try to interpret this stuff, but it's such a mental gymnastic to try to do that. I mean, they're turning cartwheels trying to get you to some conclusion. I hope these people never look at my taxes because, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't understand any of it at this point. <laughs> like, it's confusing. I mean, look, Alvin, let's look at everything you've ever done. You tell me that you've crossed every T, dotted every I, and all these things on these. A tax form is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. I, you know, this it's gymnastics. So he also said, Blake, that uh, Bragg said we cannot and will not normalize serious criminal. Oh, conduct. classic! Isn't that great? Wonderful. You know, I was in New York not too long ago, probably like six months or so, and uh, five five black people offered me crack cocaine. I said no to all of them. Come on. Granted, I know, I know. <laughs> I said no to all of them, but yeah, I was there for like two hours. I was, I just wanted to see like the World Trade Center and. You know, that's the nicer part, and I still got offered crack cocaine. Yeah, uh, did you see the clip of him saying, Alvin Bragg, he was saying that this is the top priority. District Attorney of Manhattan, his top priority is getting Trump above all else. This is what he is saying. Everything else that's happening in New York right now, and look, I don't know, I can't name specifics, but we all know probably murders, probably rapes, thefts, all of that. They do have those there in mass. But uh, yeah, it's all about Trump. I, my question there, if I'm a constituent in New York City, I'm going to go, what is Alvin Bragg doing? How is this indictment making me safer? Mm-hmm. How is this benefiting my life as, as a resident of New York? Less racism. Yeah. So true. It's, it's We're going to get that, ra- that huge racist, you know, it's doing off the street. The exact <laughs> opposite. The exact opposite. Because while, as Blake pointed out, he, you know, he says this is our priority, they're mm-hmm. releasing violent criminals mm-hmm. back into the streets. They're, you know, they've got that bail reform that they did. They, they are literally making the streets less safer. So, but again, will he see any consequences to that? Of course not. Mm, no. No. Well, things are going great. Yeah. Things are going really great. Um, we're going going to <laughs> take a quick break and see if we can uh, shake this thing up. We'll Come on back. with it. So uh, we talked yesterday on the program about Dylan Mulvaney, the most beautiful feminine woman, woman, man, man, woman, shim, him. Have I offended everyone yet? Uh, Dylan, you, you offended yeah. him. He doesn't want to be called a woman. Notice he That's only uses the term girl. girl. Yeah. Even creepier. 
That's a great point because he also is like the only one who hasn't changed his name. Like he's yeah. still Dylan. Because he's not trans. I didn't even think about that. He's not trans. He's a, he's gay, a gay guy. Man. Yeah, he's yeah. a gay man. Dressing up like a little girl because he's a little internal pedo. Yeah. God, maybe external. I don't know. Look, I say, me personally, I think we need to retire. Conservatives, I think we need to retire using the term transgender. I agree. I think we need to retire using leftist terms in general. Agreed. I think we need to like return to transvestite, which some will say was also coined by like a leftist, probably John Money or whatever. But I think transvestite has this meaner tone to it, yeah. as you said earlier, which I loved. That was the perfect energy. We need to keep being mean to these people. I'm yeah. sick of these losers who are like, oh, Matt Where Walsh, you were too mean calling yeah. Dylan Mulvaney a disgusting yeah. monster. Like, no, this right. is perfect. That's what we need to do. Bring it on. I mean, That's transsexual at best. But, yeah. that you're, right. but you're not trans, Dylan. You're not trans. You know, this is a charade. He's playing the public. He is a legit grifter. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And in the name of the trans community, he's raking in $100,000 a month with these yeah. with these type of endorsements. So the, the latest one, of course, uh, Bud Light, which this was a weird one, guys, because... They, they He released this. It's obviously a paid partnership with Bud Light, which you can see on his Instagram story where you have to tag it as a paid partnership. Uh, by the way, very hideous picture of him. I wouldn't have put it out there if I were him. There's a lot of those out there. They're, that's true. I guess it doesn't really get that one. Um, but Bud Light, he came out and said it. Bud Light was asked and they were like, well, yes, we partnered with him. But don't. But those cans aren't available for sale. That was just a commemorative can uh, to, com- to commemorate 365 days of as Blake pointed out, girlhood, right? Yeah. Celebrate a personal milestone of girlhood um, and not for sale to the general public. Well, uh, it's been an interesting 24 hours because there have been <laughs> reports that like Bud Light is walking that back and it was not a planned thing from the very top. But, Somebody went rogue in Anheuser-Busch. Yeah, so we're going to stay uh, you know, on that for the latest, but I do want to play Kid Rock, who literally is all of us right now, watch. <laughs> Grandpa's feeling a little frisky today. That was redneck. Let me uh, say something to all you and be as clear and concise as possible. <laughs> oh my God, that's violence against the trans world. Bud Light, <laughs> Anheuser-Busch. Have a terrific day. I didn't know. I didn't know Kid Rock looked so much like Steve Buscemi. It does, right? Face, a few crooked teeth. A few crooked teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, what a king. Was yeah. he not all of us? Well, I mean, you know, using the gun thing, you know, that's going to backfire. He never said oh, it anything already, about... It already is. It already, it already is. But They're I mean, like, oh, Kid Rock's violent reaction to Bud Light's trans partnership goes viral. He never said anything about trans. I know. He should have. He never said anything trans about trans. He never said anything about that deal. I mean, listen, uh, Bud Light, you said that you wanted to celebrate your influencer uh, in his 365th day of being a, a, a girl, lady, whatever. He says, Dylan says girl. Mm-hmm. So when did Bud Light Anheuser-Busch start selling beer to one-year-olds? <laughs> they don't. Well, they do for Dylan because he's now one-year-old as a woman. Ah. Yeah, ah. Celebrate 365 days. My toddler needs to step up her game. Well, I don't have a toddler. I just, uh, it's just fascinating because you, you've just seen them defend 
all of the violence from the trans oh, oh, activists. Man. All of the yeah, violence. I mean, they from the put trans guns agitators. on their posters, their shirts. Their That's everything. what I was going to say. We just went through yeah. all of these trans rights or else with all of these pictures of these guns. Right. There's all over Etsy. There's really violent trans rhetoric that's on there. And now all of a sudden Kid Rock shooting up a bunch of Bud Light cans yeah. is somehow violent. The trans day of vengeance. Yeah. It's the most upsetting thing. Like, look, not even besides the Bud Light thing, a transvestite activist sh shoots and kills a bunch of Christian kids. And in return, our president gives them a holiday, mm -hmm. gives them all a holiday. Really the most blackpilling thing about today, Trump getting arrested, no, 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 no. That's a distraction. Uh, people need to continue talking about the Covenant Christian School shooting because to me, that's the biggest and most important. Especially when the president on. comes out on their day of visibility on yes. the 30th of March and just a few days after that shooting and says, they are the, uh, they are the soul of our they nation. They are the soul of America. Yeah, cutting off your d is very American, <laughs> truly. But uh, the Bud Light thing, you know, when I first saw it. Swear jar on your first day. I don't think no, Dick is so over. <laughs> yeah, Dick, that's a name. Cutting off your Richard, it's very American, so true. Cutting off your Nixon. Um, yeah, um, but the Bud Light thing, when I first saw it, I thought it was like for sale. And that was probably the, I believe that was their initial plan was to sell this to the public, but then it that's backfired. Target market right there. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, who, what executive thought that this would be a good idea? And who thought that, like, you know, Bud Light needed this sort of, uh, this sort of spotlight on them and thought, this is a fantastic marketing campaign. We're going to get this disgusting pedophilic freak person and put them on our beer cans. That's mm -hmm. what they want to think about where they're, when they're drinking beer. So you mentioned the uh, the shooting. So we do have a little bit of updated information mm -hmm. on the shooting in Nashville. Uh, all they have said was that Apparently, this shooter who, Blake, you're new to the program. We do not give the name of the shooter uh, okay. here on this Keep program. Yes, but, um, but she apparently planned to commit mass murder at the Covenant School for, like, months. Yeah. So this was not, you can't make the argument like, oh, well, she just snapped and just in the heat of the moment. No, this was a plan for months and months and months because she is an evil, deranged psycho, or was, was, were. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, they've also said that a sense of resentment may have played a role uh, in the attack, and they still are denying us access to the manifesto. Now, there's one piece of this that sticks out at me that I'm a little concerned with, is that they say, well, we haven't established a motive yet. However, uh, the shooter did consider the actions of other mass murderers, mm. which I fear they will use as a reason to never give us any information because they don't want to inspire other people to commit mass murders. Mm. Well, if anyone's been paying attention, I mean, we all know exactly what that manifesto says, and we all know exactly why it's being covered up at the behest of the protesting of all these LGBT groups. We all know that this was a, a, an, an attack motivated by a hatred of Christians. And the left will say, that uh, they've already they're they're victimizing the shooter. If you yeah. haven't seen this, I mean, you probably saw the clip in uh, in the Nashville courthouse, or sorry, in the Nashville legislature, where they are holding up seven fingers, seven fingers. saying yep. every death is a tragedy. I promise you, they're far more upset about losing one of their trans heroes than they are about any dead Christian kids. Mm -hmm. They could not possibly care less about uh, dead Christian kids. If anything, it's a benefit for them. I mean, they don't see Christians as, as human beings. They see them as obstacles, you know. Well, I can tell you what. There is a major difference uh, in the deceased. Because one of them, it's real hot yeah. where she is. Uh, and we are very happy that that's where she is. Or and at least I am. others will be this. receiving the highest of honors exactly. in the kingdom of heaven. They are martyrs for the Christian faith. And we need to regard them as such. Absolutely. Yeah.
Um, all right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back. <clears throat> Nancy Pelosi, good friend of the program. Uh, she had a quite a little bit of a gaffe earlier today when she uh, <laughs> called Hillary Clinton president. Watch. What do you, Nancy, view as the biggest threats and challenges uh, facing our democracy? And what are the opportunities to try to stop that backsliding and turn it around? Well, I appreciate that question, but I also appreciate your leadership in this regard. Uh, when President... Uh, my hope. <laughs> not How do you handle it that badly? Yeah, she could not have handled it worse than that. <laughs> yeah. You just gloss over it. Yeah. That was unreal. <laughs> I mean, I, you know what? I'm going to I'm going I'm to turn it into an emotional moment in my soul. She has a heart attack right in there. In my heart, in my presence. <laughs> I'm present. I'm Hillary. just thinking of you being president. Ooh. Hillary, when I think of you, I think of you like butter. Yeah, like ah, it's so embarrassing. Um, all right, so Blake, first yeah. time on the show. You are the last KGB boy this is so to be real. on the tr on the show. <laughs> Tell everyone Got where they me. can find you. Oh, you can find me at the KGB show on YouTube, at Blake Presses on Instagram and Twitter. And I actually just started my own personal YouTube channel called Further Right with Blake Presses. I would highly recommend you check that out. I just released a very hugely important video. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.